What do you I mean, mean, I think they can tie Hopper into the uh, being like the Soviet Captain America from oh, God, Black Widow. The Red Guard. Yeah. You good? Yeah. We'll good. jump right into it. Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me here in the studio is Jehazel. How are you? Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. No coffee talk today. I dropped the ball on the coffee. It's summer. I dropped the bean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped the beans pre-ground. <laughs> That's the, the hashtag Jamaican me crazy right there. Uh, <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah, busy, busy summertime. I'm sure everyone else's summers are just as busy. But we're taking a quick break from everything we have going on to talk about movies. Yeah. And not to mention today is George Lucas's birthday. Is it really? Yes. Happy birthday. We say happy birthday on one hand. And on the other hand, we say... Why'd you give us those prequel movies? <laughs> We say happy birthday begrudgingly. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Speaking of George Lucas, uh, went to a Southland Cubs game yesterday, and it was Star Wars Day. So like they had stormtroopers walking around. I got my picture taken with the Mandalorian. Uh, Tuscan Raiders were there. It was crazy. Pedro Pascal? Yeah, the one and only. That's cool. Yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, what have you been watching? Anything? What have I been watching? Nothing. Me either. Nothing. The Office. Yeah. Seinfeld. I started watching Uncharted. Um, yeah. But I only got about, I don't know if I told you this already. Did we talk about this already? I don't think so. No. I got about halfway through it and then it got real boring. Really? And I turned it off. Yeah. Wow. Mariah's been on the watch. It's just lazy. It's a lazy, lazy movie, you know? And they're just like, let's go from beat one to beat two to beat three. And I'm like, I've seen this movie before. I've never seen Tom Holland. And Mark Wahlberg together, but I've seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah. I tell them video game movies are man. They don't. I they don't do. Well. I know. Outside of Sonic. Yeah. Sonic and I heard the Laura Croft remake movie was really good. Yeah. I never watched it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. But every other one's just like. It's a really interesting now, just because we're on it. Video games are so different because you're playing as the character. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're the character in the world. Yeah. So now I'm watching a movie about the character that I played. Mm-hmm. So I'm removed from it. Right. So if that movie doesn't intrigue me and take me on the journey with the main character, I'd rather go play the video game yeah. where I am the main character. You know, it's to a point and the graphics for video games are so crazy now. Mm-hmm. Because they're movie quality graphics yeah. that now you're making me choose. Do I want to play the game or do I want to watch the movie? And the game's better. Right. And there's so much in a lot of the games now, there's so much more story that you actually watch. It's like you're watching a movie and then you get to do a a challenge or something that you have to complete. And then it goes next to another cutscene, and you're watching it and stuff anyways. So as as just going from a movie, they can't be cookie cutter movies. They can't. They have to do something that you don't get from the game otherwise, which I think is what Sonic does really well, Mm -hmm. you know? Because it still takes you on the journey, even though you're not playing Sonic. Yeah. So what a world that we live in. Yeah, and it's kind of like, so Sonic is, with Sonic, you've got Sonic the Hedgehog, and then you've got his villains in the game that you're playing. Uh But then with the movie, they added, you get uh, 
what's his name's care what's his name uh, James Marsden's James Marsden and you kind of almost I guess like maybe I'm wrong but you kind of like you become him yeah like that's your yeah that's character. your end yeah that's your end <laughs> so what's that bit from the first movie where he's like my name's I don't remember what his name is in the movie he's like my name's Steve but my bar, my dentist has been calling me Bob and I didn't have a heart to correct him. Yes. <laughs> so he still calls me. I don't remember. I butchered the bit, but it's such a good bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, George Lucas. Speaking of George Lucas, we have uh, the Obi-Wan series coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, two weeks? Last Wednesday of the month, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, about yeah, about 15 days from now. That's, that, be, that's I, exciting. I'm excited about that. I've seen the picture of Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. and... Uh, I about said Obi Wan Kenobi, you and McGregor together, and I'm like, ooh, seeing them together again, that gets me excited mm-hmm. because I, those prequels aren't good, mm-hmm. but I really, really like Episode Three. Yeah, and I, I, it's a flawed movie as well. It's just as flawed as the other two are. Yeah, but for nostalgia, that was like peak our age where we were completely engrossed in Star Wars. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies just because I was at the right age to really enjoy mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, I was 12. I remember going to the yeah. theater and watching yeah. it. So, yeah. So, seeing the two of them, and the, if I'm quoting any Star Wars movie, I'm quoting episode three nine times out of ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so funny they brought him back to play Darth Vader. But yeah, that's awesome. What's, that's pretty cool. How, how big of a role do you think he's going to have, though? I think it's going to probably be bigger than what we think. Because so. personally, I, I mean, I get I don't think he's going to have that big of a role, but I think it's going to be bigger than what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making sense? Mm, yeah. I just hope it doesn't suck. Because if it sucks, that's like strike two for me on Disney Plus series shows. Back to back, too. I know. Well, I mean, okay, but you give us something like a Moon Knight, yeah. and then you give us something like a Boba Fett, and I'm like, how did you guys go so wrong? Because <laughs> I know you can make solid content. Yeah. But with Star Wars, they just disconnect, and they're like, well, whatever. It seems like it's always been that way since since Episode Seven came out. Ever yeah. since, it's just been like, well, we really don't care. They think they can just sell you on the nostalgia. It really it do. doesn't work. A little bit. It works a little bit. It doesn't work in China. In where? China. Oh. China doesn't care about Star Wars. You didn't know that? No. And I don't care about China, so... Because China didn't get the original movie when it first came out. So when the original trilogy came out, it, they weren't releasing those those blockbuster movies overseas like they do now. Mm-hmm. So China didn't get any Star Wars movies. So the nostalgia that Americans have for Star Wars, Chinese people don't have for Star Wars. So they, they tank in the box office in China. They yeah. always do. Huh. That's why Star Wars movies don't ever like you don't see them break box office records like you see Marvel break box office re- records every time a new movie comes out. You know who I bet does like Star Wars movies? Who? Japanese people. Doubt it. I why? bet you they do. I think they do. It's got Harrison Ford. They love Harrison Ford? Yeah. Do you know something I don't know? No, I don't know anything. Oh. I'm just making. Do you see the trailer for that Chippendale? movie that's coming out uh, I think I watched like a teaser a while back it's gonna be whatever I mean, I'm really excited about it personally we'll see how it goes I don't know why I'm really excited about it but I am especially since Seth Rogen's involved and like all the Lonely Island people are involved in it it's a thing I'm just saying it's a thing 
Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah, no, I think that's all I got. Nothing, nothing big. No. You haven't been watching nothing. No. I can't think of anything either. Yeah. You want to just jump into the movie for the day? Yeah, let's do it. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just the way you did that. Go ahead. You want to break it down? Yeah. So we uh, we are watching. 2022's Firestarter, rated R, got a runtime of an hour and 34 minutes, starring Zac Efron, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, and Sidney Lemon, Michael Grayus, Gray- uh, Gloria Rubin, John Beasley, Kurtwood Smith. Nice, that is your main cast. Yep. Uh, directed by Keith Thomas, writer Stephen King, and Scott Teams. Did the screenplay for the film. Big takeaway for me for this movie, and I just want to mention it off top because we're talking about cast. Gloria Rubin plays the main villain. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, she actually has very sinister features in her face. She's just yeah. She oh yeah, just no, looks yeah, like a yeah, creepy her. person. Yeah, no, she <laughs> looks like a snake. She looks like a snake. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, you're not. They didn't. The movie didn't make her character really that scary of a character, Mm-mm. but just the way her face was just so menacing. I'm yeah. like, you're a terrifying human being. That's beside the point. But it was present the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Um, I think it's something noteworthy to say going into this that neither one of us had seen the original Firestarter. Nope. Then with Baby Drew Barrymore. Didn't even know there was an original. So. But there you go. I did know it existed. I just never yeah. seen it. Uh, so, yeah, this one, the synopsis, a young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. Hour and a half runtime, mm-hmm. which I think benefited the movie greatly. Truly. I don't know that there was anything that could benefit this movie. You didn't like this movie? Did not like this movie. How much did you not like it? Uh, I'm going to give it negative stars. Why? I thought the writing was terrible on it. The the screenplay the the dialogue sucked so bad, especially with the villain, uh, with Gloria Rubin's character as Captain Hollister. Terrible. <laughs> I was like, she was saying stuff when she went to visit uh, Kurtwood Smith's character in that like nursing home. Yeah, and she's talking to him, and she's like drops the f word like three times for no oh, reason. Oh, I know. I was like, what? That I did notice. I was like. Again, why this doesn't even need to be here? Why are you saying it? And it sounded forced, like she had never so said it before forced, in her yes. life. And that's like the only f bombs in the whole movie. No, Zach Efron said it once. Oh, did he? And she said it again another time, I think, but I can't remember. But again, completely forced. I would yeah. agree with you. Yeah, it's just like who you're not. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. I get that. Yeah, and take <laughs> interpret that however like, you want to interpret it, but. Fake. It, yeah. Fake. And then John Beasley's character. Or, yeah. He was bad. Which was weird. Yeah, just, I don't know, like, he just acted weird. Like, even his drunk acting, I was like. He acted more sober. Yeah. When <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to play up how drunk he was, yeah. he was being more sober. He was, like, going in and out of being drunk. Like, he would be drunk for a second, and then he'd be like, oh, wait, no, I'm not. Just kidding. <laughs> it was It was weird. I appreciated that they didn't make us sit there any longer than we had to. Yeah. Again, going back to the runtime. They you get in, they don't waste any time on 
explaining too much stuff. Mm-hmm. The best part of the movie, I think, is the credits intro. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. <clears throat> Zac Efron and uh, Cindy Lemon's character, the the mother and father here, that you they lay out that they're they're college kids who pretty much volunteer to take some pharmaceutical drugs and be part of some testing. And it in turn gives them powers. I didn't know this was a powers movie at all. Yeah. I thought it was just about a little girl who could start stuff on fire with her mouth, you know, very Matilda esque. I thought this was a a mature Matilda. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. But everyone, anyone can have powers in this movie. Apparently. Right. Well, and they even refer Somebody referred to her. I think it was Zach Efron referring to the, his daughter Charlie as a superhero. Or Very some, much so. Yes. Or no, 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 no. It was Gloria Rubin. She, she, said, she called, called her a superhero. superhero. Yeah. It's like, am I watching Unbreakable here? Like, what? <laughs> it was very Unbreakable esque. In as much as Unbreakable doesn't go out of its way to overcomplicate the premise. Yeah. Which I like. That's something Unbreakable did well. That's something this movie did well. Mm-hmm. Don't convolute it because yeah. then you're just going to make make the audience mad. If we're brushing past things and we keep going, at least the story's moving. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. doesn't mean the story is necessarily good, but it's still going. You know, it's a lot like um, Chris Evans in Push, yeah, which is another superhero-esque movie. It's kind of a little bit more foreign, um, but it did the same thing. That movie's not very good either, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. I like it for that in that respect, but the vagueness then also doesn't help the movie Yeah, because you don't have time to really get to know or care about the people. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you care about the little girl only because she's a little girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because she's a child. And when children are in movies, I care about the children in movies because they're kids, you know, the Hunger Games. It's about kids, so you care about the kids that have to do horrible things. Mm-hmm. Not because of what the movie's telling you, but because they're little kids, you know, like, that sucks. Right. Yeah, I think, just I, I honestly think it, it was the dialogue just did this movie a disservice. Because even Zac Efron, who I think was probably the best in this film, like, out of all the actors, mm-hmm. there were some spots, and I'm just like, why did you say that? Oh, like, no doubt. Should you have said that? And the little girl, I th- who I think could have been done better, again... I think it was the dialogue. I think the dialogue ruined this movie as far as acting goes. And it's not because they're bad actors because I've seen these people in other movies Mm -hmm. and they do very well. I think Zac Efron is a pretty decent actor and can do just about anything. So I, 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 the screenwriting for this, I does huge disservice. Yeah. I think it was a, a missed opportunity and not to mention the original I looked is a half hour longer than this movie is. Yeah. And I've read a few comments from other people, vague stuff. I wasn't trying to get too in detail, but they had said, a couple of the comments were, if you haven't seen the original, you're going to like this movie. I guess they're vastly different movies. Really? Um, okay. Which is fine. I would revisit this, I think. I yeah, I for Zac Efron. And it's like you said, I think it's Zac yeah. Efron that, that really, I, I think he's charismatic. I like, I watch him in a lot yeah. of things. You know, if I'm going to, I don't personally revisit high school musical movies, but when the kids have it on, I'm like, okay, I could watch this for a few minutes. Yeah. I thought the powers were cool. His ability to yeah. push again, it was just, you know, mm-hmm. impress on people's minds. And every time he, you knew he was about to do it because you do the neck snap thing. And I'm yeah. like, that was pr- cool. It was cool when he's snapped his neck and then you're like, oh, he's about to. 11 from Stranger Things. 
Oh, I guess she does that too, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. She doesn't do it every time, though. And then his eyes bleed instead of his nose. Oh, well, we just ripped off Stranger Things. I guess. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining that one yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really, the mom didn't really use her power. She had telekinesis. Yeah. But she didn't really the use it. She used him once. And, yeah. The, her character was really annoying. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if she was going to be killed or if she was going to just be incapacitated to some extent that mm-hmm. knocked her out of the movie. But I was like, I was waiting for her to go. Not that I wanted to see her die, but just like waiting for her character to get pushed out of the movie because yeah. she wasn't very good. No. I will give the score for this. I thought two thumbs up. Thanks, John Carpenter, for another great <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though it is just the same piano notes that you play for Halloween, you're just rearranging them differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not really a musician. What do you think of the Michael Gray as character? Which is just like, he's like a Jason Bourne assassin. Yeah. That's... Just so vague and irrelevant. Yeah. Like, oh, I got out of it years ago. Okay. And I guess he could read minds? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Like he could, because he only did it once. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like most of them they could somehow talk to each other by projecting. Again, see that was super vague too. Could yeah. they or couldn't they? Because the the end of the movie they set up that Zac Efron and uh, Ryan Armstrong's character Charlie mm-hmm. had a link to each other specifically. Right. I mean, she said they were like had linked souls at one point. Like that's yeah. Like, but it did definitely seem like at other times they were all communicating with each other. Yeah. Yeah, like even Michael Reyes's character or Reyes's character. Because yeah. he was the one that proje- he was the one that actually projected where the building was. Because when she went to the building at the end to get when Mike when Ryan Armstrong when Charlie went to go get Andy, her dad, uh-huh. he goes, I didn't project that to you. And it was Oh, you're right. It was Rainbird. Rainbird. <laughs> Such a stupid name. Listen, listen. I get it. He's Native American. It's okay. I don't um, know if that's why. I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> stupid. Just like Rainbird. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of that stuff was just wasted opportunity, really. Yeah. Um, that opening credit scene, though, I will say, like, it was cool. Like, they kind of explained where they got their power from, where the mm-hmm. parents did in that opening credit, which was fine. They didn't, mm-hmm. use, they did that. It also reminded me of uh, the opening credits for Black, Black Widow. Widow. Black Widow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they just... Which is one of the best parts of Black Widow as well. Yeah. To watch the montage of the girls training mm-hmm. and all of that, but... Uh, what do you think of the elements of her not... So she has an opportunity to get revenge on the guy who killed her mom which is Michael Grace's character, Rainbird. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say with the straight thing. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't. She looks in the mirror at that point, and she's literally about to like burn him up, mm-hmm. and she doesn't do it. And then leaves, and then he pretty much like becomes her guardian, like pretty much owes her a life debt from then on. Yeah. I think if they get a second movie, it's going to like take place with him training her how to use her powers. I don't think they get a second movie. I, I don't hope, think it will. But, no. I mean, that's where they left it off to set up. I mean, yeah, for her not her not killing him, I guess it just goes back to like what the earlier conversation she had with 
uh, Zach Efron's character. Uh, I'm trying to remember what point. It was like, I think it was after she burnt the cat or something. Oh, that's right. I honestly think that was one of the best beats of the whole movie, though, was, and they didn't hit on it well enough earlier in the movie mm-hmm. about her wanting to kill him. Like, I'm going to kill him. I really don't care about anybody else, but he's yeah. going to die. And then at the end, her saying, no, that's not right. Because they do a lot of work on his end to show that, like, he regrets killing the mom. Mm-hmm. He thought the situation was different than what it was, and he really does appreciate the little girl and think that she's something special, you yeah. know, because she's an off... She's a... I can't even think of the word. She's a baby. Yeah. Of, offspring. Offspring. Thank you. Offborn was what... That's not, that's not a thing. I know how to use words. She's offspring of two powered people, and right. so he looks at her differently and then does regret the decisions that he made, and no, and he's like, no, she's going to kill me, and that's okay. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really cool. And then she doesn't. And then he pretty much becomes her Chewbacca. And it's just like, okay, well, you're going to come with me now. <laughs> Chewbacca? That's... Yeah. She's okay. Harrison Ford. Okay. Cool. So when they left at the end, that was the only element. That was the only story beat. I don't know. There was a couple story beats that I really liked. So I don't dislike it as much as you do because I felt like that was earned and paid off well enough. Not great, but well enough. And then the beat of... Him saying he was never going to push her. He was never going to push her. And then at the end, Gloria Rubin's creepy smile and creepy eyes said, if he pushes one more time, he's going to kill him. And he does it one more time to push her to be like, no, you have to do this. These people are going to hurt you. I thought those two beats paid off really well in those moments. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she's just super powered. Like, she's unstoppable. That kid's unstoppable. Which she has her dad's powers, she has her mom's powers. It, yeah, it's really like a phoenix, yeah, origin story more than it is anything. Yeah, and that sequence of her just laying waste to faceless people was pretty good mm-hmm. because it's a child, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. And the guy in the car that was a good sequence. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't push him like she was pushing everyone else. Maybe because she didn't want to. She just wanted him to do it willingly, but. Well, that's the other thing. Like, she automatically just started being able to do, like, how she she doesn't know how to use her powers because her parents told her, have taught her not to use them. But now, all of a sudden, she can start. Now, now, Jahazil, they had that sequence in the woods where she was trying to start a fire and she couldn't. Oh, but yeah. then she could. That five minutes? <laughs> it wasn't even five minutes. It was funny, though. All I was thinking the whole time when she was in the woods was, and they were doing that montage, was uh, Andy Samberg from Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, your, your correlations are on point today. Because uh, it was. Yeah. No. And then she literally caught the brush on fire. She said, I'm coming, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the dialogue sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I hear you. What did you think of the uh, prayer for the cat? The prayer for the cat? She killed the cat, they yeah. buried the cat, and then she's like, should we pray for it? Like, I don't know why you force a scene like that in there. I must have blocked that scene out, because I don't remember. Yeah, they buried the cat, and they were both kneeling by the cat's little grave, and she said we should pray for it, and he said, okay, so he said he'd pray for it. And he's praying for the cat to go to cat heaven, and he's like, him, her, they. 
You don't remember any of that? No, I don't. He literally called the cat a day just to force in a little bit of a cultural reference. That's stupid. I don't remember <laughs> it, but that's stupid. <laughs> I can't believe you don't. Why would you block out the most crucial scene of the movie? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely forced. The dialogue didn't help. Like, the whole scene of him telling her not to, don't hurt people because bad people have families too. Mm-hmm. And him recounting the story of him killing those two guys yeah. and how it, he carries that with him. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And that, but that didn't go anywhere. Right. You just didn't talk about it again until the next scene when you were like, hey, remember that thing I told you? Forget it and kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been better off telling her, hey, look, these people have families, so don't live in a state of mind where you're willing to kill people, but kill people when you have to because they're going to kill you if you don't. Right. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, if I had to say, like, there was even a halfway decent scene in that whole movie, it was when they got back after uh, Rainbird killed the mother, and they're sitting in the car talking, and she tells him, he says, she's like, I wasn't trying to hurt her, I was trying to hurt you. Oh, I know, that was pretty good, because they were lying to her the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I really like watching Zac Efron, though. I mean, I do like, yeah, he's... And maybe it's just because I came up with him, you know what I mean? He's one of those... We're relatively close in age, so mm-hmm. when he was younger, he I could relate. I can relate. I can't relate to having a fire starting daughter, but hey, hold out, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to see him get more serious roles. He's yeah. done a couple that I'm like, that's a really, really good movie. But I mean, he is my pick for the thing for Fantastic. Four, I was thinking so. that the whole time. Yeah, that's what I was really thinking about the whole time. I was like, I would love to see him take on. He 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 could play the human torture or the thing oh, in yeah. my mind, Either and way. I would be completely okay with that. Yeah, he'd be a little bit older for a human torch role. Yeah, but I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, did you get my text the other day? I don't know. About I said I, well, we never talked about Timothy Chalamet as human torch. I, I don't personally like that, but oh really? Okay. No, that's why you didn't he's, respond to me. Then. That might have been. You're just like, I mean, I've been busy. that. I've been busy lately. He's far too artsy for me to fit in that role. You'd have to yeah. give me a movie where you could correlate like well, this is the role that I've seen him in that I feel like, because the few that I've seen, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I really, really like him, but he's very stoic. Mm-hmm. And the Human Torch, Johnny Storm, is not a stoic character. He's he's a, he's a hot rod character. He's yeah. a hot head. You know what I mean? Okay, I can see that. That's the only reason I th- think that he's maybe not a good choice. But yeah. Anything else to comment on Firestarter, the movie, the second one? The remake? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, no. I would say this movie would make some good fire starter, though. Just, <laughs> just burn it. Put the DVD in a microwave. Yeah, I didn't like it. I One star, maybe a half a star. That's all I'm giving it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a movie. And I would give it, I would give it maybe three stars. I would say if you're looking for something that you could turn on and it's going to be over quickly and you don't have to waste a ton of time. You know what I mean? I would say it's a, it's a decent yeah. movie. Outside of that, no. I mean, it's not one that you could carry with you. But yeah, I can't think of anything else really to comment on it. And it's rev- it, everyone else is commenting pretty much the same way that we are. You know, it's getting middling to low reviews. So I'm glad that it just went to Peacock and they didn't make a huge deal out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just here it is. Watch it kind of thing. I'm going to read one 
review that's on IMDb here. And again, these are just fan reviews, so whatever. But this was a one star titled, This Sucks. <laughs> Face Palm. This is a terrible reboot. I don't even know where to begin. The lack of emotion, the lack of logic, the lack of good cast. Oh, well, I don't disagree with that. The lack of good director. Hollywood sucks. They lack originality. They have to reboot everything old. Stephen King must be face palming right now, thinking, why did I approve this project? He's used to it. Yeah. Do you think they have to get his approval to make it these days? Oh, yeah. I think so. I'm sure. If I buy the rights from you, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. With Very few. Okay, here's another good comment, though. Very few Stephen King books have made good movies. I don't know, that's you true. You could count them on one hand. Yeah. And there's been a lot. Yeah. Is it just Stephen King's stories are hard to adapt in film or that they're just not very good stories? I would say they're just probably hard to adapt in film because, I mean, everyone loves his books. The people that read his books love his books. So, But they're out there books. No, they are out there, but even the people that like his books that watch these movies say they suck. So I would say it's hard to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, the It remake was pretty good, I thought. I enjoyed it. But even that wasn't accurate to the book. No. I never watched the original It. Because it's like five hours long. Yeah. I heard it's boring. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. That's it. And even that's only based on a Isn't Jaws novella. Misery. Misery. Two. Jaws. I don't think Jaws is a Stephen King book. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I can't think of any. It's Carrie. Christine. Ooh. I've never seen that. I haven't either, but John Carpenter directed it, so it's got to be halfway decent. You know, John Carpenter was supposed to direct the original Firestarter movie. Mm-hmm. But... Couldn't. I don't remember what he was directing. It was be- no, it was because I think it was because the thing released and it flopped That's right. and they didn't want That's to right. do it. But then he went on and did Christine. Yeah. But the thing is a good movie. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it just flopped. At That's that, crazy. In the bo- I know, right? Well, it's like, not to get off topic, I know we're almost done here, but uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Zero oh, Oscars yeah. for any of his movies, and all of his movies now, like The Birds and all those, are considered classics. But it's when so they weird. came out, they sucked. They dropped. Nothing. Nobody went to see them. Just like Star Wars. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star Wars flopped. The original one? No, it didn't. I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Star Wars is a classic trilogy right behind Lord of the Rings. But, no, I'm glad we watched it. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's a learning experience nonetheless. And it was only an hour and 34 minutes. I know. I'm glad it was only an hour and 34 minutes. Would you rather watch this again or Death on the Nile again? Death on the Nile. Oh, my goodness. I would rather go back and watch Death on the Nile. I would love to watch Death on the Nile on the Nile. I want to go back and rewatch Moon Knight. Rewatch Moon Knight. Would you... No, I'm not even going to ask that. <laughs> now, I would probably rather rewatch this than Uncut Gems because this is a shorter movie. That's the only reason. That's the only reason? That movie was unbearable. Yeah, and the other one was bad. It was bad. That was way worse <laughs> than this. Yeah. Well, 
There was nothing. Yeah, that was, I forgot how much I hated that movie now. Yeah. Yeah. I would, in my, wrapping things up, I would say I would compare this to less to Unbreakable, which I felt, I felt tonally and stylistically was very similar, you know, telling a superhero movie without telling a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And then I would compare this less to Unbreakable and more to Glass. Okay. Which is an Unbreakable sequel. But yeah. that movie was like, it's not a superhero movie. Wink, wink, but it is. Wink, wink, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, but it is. That's what this movie tried to do. And it's just like, if you would have stayed away from all of that, yeah, it would have benefited, I think. I honestly thought like this was going to be like the sister to Brightburn. But, yeah. Ooh. You think superhero movies are being phased out? Are we at the tail end of good superhero content? I mean, no, we just got Doctor Strange. We had No Way Home back in December. We've got Thor, Love and Thunder, which you right. was going to be great. You're right. You're right. I'm just asking because even now B-class movies are trying to still capitalize and cash in on the superhero yeah. thing. I'm like, I, you should just go make something else. I like the idea, of, like, and they're taking after M. Night Shyamalan with making superhero movies that are more, nor- like, more human, I guess. Like, I guess, I guess Marvel seems... Grounded. Like, yeah. Marvel seems just too out of, like, really out of this world, whereas, like, Unbreakable is... Yeah. I don't know. It just seems more realistic, even though it's not. Obviously, nobody can live their yeah. whole life without yeah. getting sick and all that. But mm-hmm. it seems like it more. It seems more realistic. It's like, no, oh, no, yeah. no. Uh, I want to see an X Men movie filmed that way. Yeah, that's kind of what the first X Men movie was. Mm-hmm. But when they end up making an X Men movie, I hope it's more akin to that early two thousand style of X Men instead of as much as I liked First Class. I want that. You yeah, that'd be hard to do in an established MCU where superheroes are everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a topic for a different day. Yep. But uh, any anything else you want to comment on? No, that's all I got. Happy birthday, George. Happy birthday. What do you think about the fact that his last name is Lucas and the main character of Star Wars, his name is Luke? Definitely based off himself. Ooh. Why don't you take us home? All right. (laughs) If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts and Spotify. Um, You can head over to Instagram and DM us and let us know what movies you want us to review. If you have something, Um, we will respond and get back to you. Also, you can check out our YouTube stuff, which we put out. We just finished up Moon Knight last week. And uh, go over there and listen to that and let us know what you... If your thoughts are equal to ours on the series or if you disagree. Um, And yeah, we will be doing Obi-Wan Kenobi here at the end of May, starting weekly with that on YouTube. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yep. You can also go there and find our Doctor Strange review. Oh, yeah. up on YouTube as well. And yeah, just let us know what you think. We're looking to interact Uh, with anyone. Yes, anyone. Anyone. Somewhere out there. Bueller. See you later, guys. Bye.